Welcome back to another episode of Rival and Queen. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're so delighted to share a different sort of episode with everyone today. We have Sarah Creswell and Lindsay Umla, who are hosts of Mom Gasm Podcast here in Halifax. And they share lots of juicy stories and advice with us. When you say we're Sarah? talking about sex, basically, oh. that's it. Yeah, I love they're very outrageous, fun. And I feel like we definitely learned some some new things. We learned so much. And honestly, we came we met Momgasm and came across them because they have, I will say, the greatest Instagram out there with the most outrageous posts. And you should go and follow them because it is awesome. And shout out. Shout out to their amazing Instagram, which makes me so colorful all the time when I'm scrolling through my feed. I have a little moment of, oh, my God, who put that on there? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, the gals. I love it. I love it. Ash, so in this episode, we have Momgasm on. We learn all about this podcasting duo. We definitely talk about sex, but we learn about where Momgasm began. And we really talk about their mission, which is helping new moms and moms, all moms, reconnect with their sensuality and talk about sex. But even bigger than that, they really want to help make it normal to have healthy conversations about sex and sensuality. So we dive deep into that. And and <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that I think a lot of people in general are a bit uncomfortable with talking about sex, about their sexual experiences and relationships. Sarah's uncomfortable right now. Ashley, who about would be uncomfortable talking about sex? But some people aren't. And they are. Lindsay and Sarah aren't. And I think that they're trying to embrace people to talk more openly, even if it's just in your, your circle of friends or with your close girlfriends to kind of embrace your own experiences. Guys, I'm making a joke about who would be uncomfortable talking about sex. As you will hear in this episode, it is me. It is I who cannot have public conversations about sex without dying a little inside. But what I'll say is this podcast and this conversation with Sarah and Lindsay was so good because it was like shock therapy a little bit for me. <laughs> but it it did like... It is an important conversation to have, and it's actually was so great to hear them talk about and really talk about, you know, the power of engaging with your sensuality and really why it it, it does matter to have healthy conversations around sex, and also that it is a really big part of us and having healthy sexuality and feeling confident around that is a big part of who we are. And it it you know, if you're having sex, you're probably feeling good. I love how they, I just love how they embrace it. They they do make it fun and they kind of normalize it. And I think it was Lindsay who said they know that they're more out there and that they're more extreme. So you can even just kind of take a baby step towards talking about something not to the extent that they did. Then that's 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 good. I think that that's healthy for people to talk. It is so healthy. And I did come away from this episode being like, all right. We're going to start having conversations about sex with my friends. I mean, mostly Ash. Yeah, it's you. (laughs) You and I, every Monday night, before we record the podcast, we're going to come to the studio 15 minutes early. I'm thinking we're going to have a real healthy conversation about sex. (laughs) Are you looking forward to it? I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps. We're 100% taking baby steps. Okay, so in this episode... It is all about sex, but really what we do talk about as well is accepting your body. We talk about Tantra. We talk about monogamy and relationships. And non-monogamy. And non-monogamy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> monogamy. Non-monogamy. 
And then also, (laughs) we really learned about how bringing the conversation around sex out into the public changed and deepened their relationships with their partners, which was a really interesting perspective. And we really just celebrate sexuality and the power of embodying that and getting tapped into it. I think that it was really important when we talked about just pleasure in life, not necessarily sexual pleasure, but actually just being in the moment whether it's you could be making something to eat and experiencing the smells and just kind of taking that all in. I love how they they talk about that as well. I think that is kind of the, I really resonated with that and love when they were like, pleasure is a part of life. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be sexual, but actually like opening ourselves up and letting ourselves receive Feel more. and just feel things. Yes. And receive pleasure in life is, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that was great. And that was one of the parts where I didn't have a miney, miney, a minor You could meltdown. relate to that. Ooh, I was having a mo- I was sweating in that episode. And it was all- also, isn't Mercury in retrograde Stop. or something? Someone else know. tells me that Mercury's in retrograde. No, it's like a thing. I heard it on the news the other day, how people are feeling offside because of it. So we were uh, all a little amped up that night. We were, and about five people have told me that Mercury is in retrograde because I've been running around like a crazy person this week with my emotions, high, low, sideways, whatever. I I think it's Pisces season now, I read, so I don't know if that means that there's a shift. Shout out to Mark's March birthday month. Yeah, we also referenced Mark in the podcast episode a little bit. So for anyone who's new, Mark is our producer, and sometimes we just give him a shout out, especially when we're talking about things that are particularly entertaining, we think make him a little uncomfortable. I don't think he gets that uncomfortable, (laughs) which is the best. I know. I'm just trying to make myself. Even with the female anatomy, he's cool. (laughs) I'm just trying to make myself feel better. (laughs) All right. So Ash, today in celebration of this momgasm episode, I have some fun facts for you about sex. I can't wait to hear these. <laughs> and then I have some questions for you to answer. <laughs> me? No, just I'm me? just joking. <laughs> All right, we're going to start. You ready? Yeah. I've only got four, but they're good ones. So the word clitoris is Greek for divine and goddess-like, apparently. Wow. And that's very, that sounds lovely, actually. I don't really like that word. Well, that's okay. What other words don't you like? <laughs> There's a lot of words I don't like. I <laughs> Next one up, according to the Kinsey Institute, the average speed of sperm during ejaculation is 28 miles per hour. I what? thought that was impressive. That is. <laughs> They're shooting out of there. I thought that was amazing. I <laughs> the next one, the aroma of wine. This was about wine, so I was obviously into this fact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can arouse both men and women. The scents of many wines are believed to replicate human pheromones, the chemical substances that cause behavioral responses in humans. But don't you think wine and smelling wine is such a pleasurable thing? Yes. Because it, it does kind of bring you into that, your smell and then your tasting and I don't know. Tell me more, Ash. I like it. I love smelling wine too. We're going to smell some wine tonight. <laughs> we are. We're having a little dinner party. We're so excited. Pumped. My last fact. Statistics show that approximately one in every five Americans have indulged in sex with a colleague at work. <gasps> I hope you haven't. Well, not my most recent job. Which would be with and, and with Ashley's husband. So. Or Dave. Or, or our friend Kara's husband. All of our male coworkers were married. So I have not done that for the love of God. I'm just great. That's great. I think that that, 
I believe that because a lot of people spend a, a lot of time together at work and if hopefully they're single, if they're engaging in these types of relationships, but it would be easy to kind of fall into that and you spend- when the lights turn off. When the lights turn off or when the lights are on. Maybe. You know, I think what we've learned. You hit up that photocopier machine and you give a little wink. (laughs) What are you doing at work, Ashley? (laughs) Clearly. I can't wait for our Monday night sex conversation because I'm telling you. To be clear, I do not have sex by the photocopier machine. Man, I can't wait for our dads to listen to this episode. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> I think, well, we could just dive right in, Ash. What do you think? I hope everyone enjoys this conversation because it's it was really fun. It was really fun. And honestly, a very sincere thank you to Lindsay and Sarah for opening me up to having more conversations about sex. And, and oh, they're awesome. And also what they're doing is is so empowering. I think it I as awkward as I am through this podcast, as you'll hear, and I hope everyone listening enjoys because it's funny. There's not too many things that make me cringe. And so for every time. That is so true. Every time someone can make me uncomfortable, I feel like it's a gift and I deserve just to go through it because it doesn't often happen. So despite, I hope you enjoyed listening to that, but very truly and honestly, I think it's such an important conversation to have and, and making it normal to talk about sensuality and sexuality is hugely important. It's a big part of our life and how we can derive pleasure and joy and, and intimacy. So, And it's a huge part of relationships as well. Huge yes. part. So we're all in. for it. And definitely check them out, Momgasm on Instagram. And I think they have an event coming up soon, don't they, Sarah? They do have a live podcasting event happening on, I believe, March 6th. And you can get tickets. And I'm There's sh- posters all over town. There's I just saw one when I parked on Agricola Street. There's posters all over Halifax. So we'll share links to that in our Instagram, but also uh, follow them on Instagram and you can get links and go enjoy seeing them in a live show. We are so excited tonight to have fellow podcasters. We have Sarah and Lindsay. So welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. So part of the reason Sarah and I started this podcast was we like to tell people kind of selfishly that we want to learn things and meet new people. So we're so excited for you guys to to share more about your podcast, yourselves, and sex, which we don't really talk about. We never talk about sex. No. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Not a lot. And it just doesn't come up. <laughs> Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking like podcast world or like outside like personal world, like the two Both? of you? A hundred percent not podcast world. Wow. And then sometimes outside, but not as much. And that's probably because our friendship started at work. And then I'm also very good friends with your husband, who I also worked with. That's and then mean. you sometimes just don't want to think. Too many layers there. Yes. About your boss naked having sex with your best friend. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I feel like I would. I I, I would, yeah. I would. I've definitely thought about you and Jeff. Oh, hundo. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not weird. I see Jeff and I'm like, hey, bud, what's going on? I know that you got deep throat last night. Way to go, bud. Right? And I, like, I've, I, yeah, I feel the same. And not just, like, with you, but with, like, any of the people in my life. Like, I get genuinely excited when people I know are, like, getting it on and enjoying themselves and having legendary orgasms and, like, just enjoying pleasure. Like, that brings me joy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I guess we need to kind of, like... Sarah's like, we would never talk about no. this. 
But no, I mean, that's why we have you guys here. Just to like kind of unpack what and how people can talk more about sex and have like a healthy relationship around it, I think. And their sensuality. Pleasure. There you go. And can you guys just kind of tell us, your podcast is called Momgasm, but tell us a bit about why you started and kind of like your mission behind it. Mm. I feel like I did a lot of talking about this today on my my Instagram, but do you want to take a swing at it first? I'm going to tell the origin story. Okay. And then you can fill I can, in. I can come in with the mission yeah. statement. Great. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so let's let's go back. Let's go back a year. The it's January 2019, and Lindsay and I we are two moms with two kids, and we are feeling isolated. We were feeling super isolated, mm-hmm. and so we started getting together basically out of the fact that we needed more human time. We were spending so much time with our young ones because our two youngest are pretty close in age. Mine is almost two years. Yours is almost two years. Mm. So we're both kind of like going through the the woes of of having two kids, feeling a little bit loose around the edges, like a little frazzled. And we're like, not Ugh. just around the edges, also sometimes in the basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... We started to get together. We were having some mom dates. And then it was on our third mom date, we were at uh, Water and Bone and we were having ramen. And Lindsay says to me, it was like, it was just a good fucking night. Like we were just Mm. like having a real good time. The place was kind of like empty at this point. We were getting into like sex and like spirituality and it was getting, it was just getting juicy. And she looks at me and she's like, I've been like thinking about starting a podcast for a while. But I don't want to – everyone's telling me that I should do it by myself. I shouldn't have a co-host. But I really want to do it with someone. Would you want to do a podcast with me? And immediately I was like, yes, absolutely, yes. It was funny because first you were like, is this a real offer? Yeah. Like, is this real right yeah. now? Is this happening? Yeah. like, um, yeah, I think I'm supposed to ask you. And then, like, within 10, 20 minutes, we had basically come up with – with Momgasm. We didn't come up with the name, but we came up with exactly what we want to talk about. We came up with the design colors, every like the oh logo, like everything just came to us in that instant. Mm. And I remember you got out of the car later on that night and I was like, okay, I'm going to go design the logo. We're going to get this all together. And then I think it was two days later, you came up with the name. It came, you got like a download in me. your meditation. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was I sitting it. on my meditation cushion. And at that time I was doing, uh, oh, Fuck, I'm going to forget what it's called. I want to say it's the Mool Mantra. Um, and it's Kundalini Meditation. And it's essentially the one where you're like, Satanama, and you do it for 12 minutes. And I had been doing that every single day because I had been going through this really intense period of not feeling connected to my intuition. And I was like, okay, I can either sit and continue to mope about this or I can do something proactive. And so I think it was like day, I don't know, 12 or something of doing this. And I was, it was the first time doing this meditation that I got so fucking distracted because two minutes into it, like the name just came down, down from the ethers into my consciousness. <laughs> and it was like momgasm. And I was like, I have to tell Sarah, oh my God. <laughs> Satanama, Satanama. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and it's been whew, yeah. pretty crazy ever since. It's ever since. Wild. But our main, our main kind of goal uh, I was talking about this earlier today. For me, one of my main personal goals is creating more 
space, safe space for conversations around sexuality and pleasure mm. so that we can break down the stigma that's associated for everyone involving sex, but especially for women and mothers. Like it's one thing to kind of be a woman who is sexually liberated and often that comes with the label of slut, which is ridiculous. But then when you add motherhood onto that, there's this whole other um, layer of stigma and like shame where you feel I can't be both mother and a sexually empowered woman. Like I have to keep these things separate. And we're very much of the mindset, like, fuck that noise. You can absolutely be both and your sexuality will absolutely inform the way that you mother and parent. Yeah, absolutely. I remember feeling after I gave birth to my first son, feeling like I had to get rid of so much of my clothing that made me feel like a sensual person, like sexual at all. Really? Yeah. And that's was something that a lot of women who first become mothers feel like there's like this overwhelming feeling that you all of a sudden have to change your you. You almost have to like cleanse yourself, like look pure in a way. You don't want to like showcase any sort of sensuality because it's like for me, it made me feel like I wasn't a good mother if I did that. And it would make other people feel uncomfortable seeing me showcase myself or wear, you know, stylish clothes that kind of revealed my figure while I'm walking around with my two kids. And I remember after I had my second, kind of starting to understand that, like, that was, you know, that's not okay. Like, I should just be me all the time. And when we started getting together, that's when I was, like, piecing it together. Like, yeah, like, I can still be a mom and be juicy as fuck. Like, Mm. why does that have to change? And, but it, it goes a step deeper, you know, like everyone else that we were talking to that was a mom was feeling the exact same way. And we were all dancing around this topic of sexuality. And especially when you become a new mom, everyone's telling you that your sexuality, that your sex life just goes. Mm. And for, you know, it, it does. It, it doesn't. Yeah. You, have, you do have a choice. I mean, mm. I know that your kids are going to get in the way, but we kind of want to be like, okay. Yes, we have kids, but let's find a way to still enjoy sex. Let's find a way to still find pleasure in our lives, even though we have all these kids running around all the time. (laughs) And so many women resonated with that. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, there's not enough conversation happening with sexuality and pleasure in general, but especially when it comes to motherhood, because there is that added layer of like, I don't really know how to be a sexual being and a mother because A, nobody's talking about this in the first place. And then it's definitely not happening in the mom circles. It's hard to find your way back to pleasure when you've been completely torn in two. Yeah. Like it's your, your, and that sounds like really harsh to say. This is going to be a great episode of me learning about pregnancy again (laughs) and birth. But it's like you're to be a theme. But not only like physically is your body being having to completely open to make room for this human to come through, but energetically you're being completely kind of separated and have to put yourself back together. And that has an effect on your body. It has an effect on your your the way that you show up in the world. And if we're not talking about it, you feel so isolated in that experience. And there's there's a lot of pressure when it comes to coming back to sex as a mom or somebody who like a birthing person because there's this like six week checkup this this like pressure or idea like at six weeks everything's supposed to be good so I should be having sex with my partner again Mm -hmm. and that's not always the case for everybody some people want to come to it a lot sooner some people come to it like a year later Mm -hmm. and if we're not talking about it we feel 
like we either owe somebody something or that there's something wrong with us if we want to come to the to the bedroom sooner or if we don't want to come to the bedroom when we've hit that six mark, six week mark, six week mark, and our doctor is like giving us the thumbs up, you're you're good to go. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things we hear from our listeners, women who are mothers when talking about sexuality. They're, they're, we always ask, like, what is the biggest thing that you are coming up against? And it's pressure. You feel pressured to have sex, pressured by your doctor by saying, oh, it's six weeks. You're, you're good to go. OK, put it in. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> it's not always like that. <laughs> and it's, it's also a conversation of self-pleasure as well, mm. you know, coming back to that and and erasing that shame and stigma around masturbation. Mm. You know, so many people are uncomfortable of it. I remember we first started the podcast, we had a woman contact yes. us. She, I think she was either... She was 40. 40, thank you. And she had never masturbated. What? <laughs> never. And what, what did she say? She, yes, essentially, what did she say? Essentially, she, she wrote us to say thank you for the first time in 40 years of my life. I'm, I'm taking the time to, to pleasure in myself and explore my own body. And I was like, okay, mission accomplished. Yeah, and this was like in the first couple of months of us doing the podcast. And we we're like, yeah. okay, yeah, we got to keep doing this. Yeah, and I think she had like four or five kids. Yeah. Something like that. Crazy. That's so interesting that, yeah, I guess you have that pressure of your sex life and kind of how you even feel about it changes. And even like very logistically, like you said, with children running around, mm-hmm. things actually change logistically. Oh, it's like, a fucking party whether you want humans. it to be or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party in the bedroom whether you want it to be or not. And of course, that's one thing. Thinking about a he- your mind is probably elsewhere when you're trying to have sex right after mm-hmm. or six, four weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. But also just like accepting your, your new body is probably another mm-hmm. thing that's hard for women to kind of roll with and, mm-hmm. and dive back in. So I can imagine that if people aren't ready after a month or so and they keep pushing it out, it it's probably in their head and they feel like they should be having sex and they're not having sex yep. and they feel bad about themselves. Mm. Yeah, I mean, think about one of the... I think one of my favorite conversations of of talking about sex and being a new mom is our boobs when we start breastfeeding and like that whole conversation of, okay, okay, (laughs) who, who, who are my boobs for at this point? Like I'm breastfeeding this infant, but yet my husband wants to have sex and he wants to touch them. And it's like, what do we do or suck on them? What do we do in this situation? And it's so uncomfortable. Like when I first had my first kid, this was off limits. Second kid, it was like, whoa. It's just like fucking everywhere. But it's 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 one of those things that we don't talk about. We don't know how to navigate it. We don't know how to talk about how our bodies expand and then shrink, or maybe they don't shrink. Maybe they just they stay the same. Maybe things look completely different. Mm -hmm. There's stretch marks in different areas. Like it's we need to have these conversations. And I love how you that you made a wonderful post. I think it was yesterday, and you referred to your body as weathered. Yeah, and I. Love that. And we need to showcase more weathered bodies, yeah. bodies that have been through th- birth, bodies that have been through surgeries, bodies that yeah. have been through whatever. Just bodies that have lived Body life. That, yeah, that have lived. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that. I did that. I did an initial, initial post that was like kind of a, a part two to a post that I had done where I had written this. It was almost like a poem and it was essentially just like show me the weathered bodies because I'm I'm. I wonder if I would feel different about my own if I could see the variety of weather bodies that are out there. Yeah. I like that. And I think everyone's body just tells such a different story. Yeah. If, if it's scars or birth or just how you were born, it's kind of like 
Yeah. This is what makes you you and mm. accepting that. It's not easy, though. Yeah. Well, especially when we see such a narrow viewpoint of of bodies in media and social media and like what's out there in the world. So it's like, show me more mm-hmm. of the wide variety that there is so that I don't feel yeah. like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. There's a girl I follow. I think it's like papaya something. Birds papaya. Birds papaya. Yeah, and Sarah. She, that's like the first person I've actually seen have such a big following and reach that. Yeah. Puts her body out there, like shows if I were sucking in and I was angled this way, this is how I'd look, but this is actually how I look. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I've never seen this. I got to go try And like cellulite. Now. She's like, yeah, I got cellulite here. Like, She's cool. lovely as hell. Yeah. yeah. No, I, li- I do enjoy her. So I do appreciate that. And I think there should be more of that. So I want to kind of talk about, I don't know which one of it, one of you that did a Tantra workshop for Valentine's Day. That was me. I heard a little bit about that. <gasps> Oh my god, that was amazing! It was, was it so good? Yeah, so we actually did this. Um, my partner agreed, which was the big, the big thing. Because for for me, I'm super into the spiritual side of things. I've been like, I'm a yoga teacher. I've been like heavy in the woo woo world for like a good decade now. But he's like polar opposite. He's like corporate guy, works in an office. He's like, okay, witchy woman, you do you. I support you and love you, but I'm I don't fucking feel energy. And so it was a big deal for him for him to agree to do this with me. And so he finally he was like, okay, yeah, like whatever, I'm open to it. I'll try. I'll try whatever. And we went and it was with, um, it was actually with the guests that we're having for our upcoming live show in March. So Serena Haynes, and she's a fantastic sex expert and she has a huge interest in knowledge in Tantra. And so it was this beginner's intro to Tantra class and it was super fun. I, I loved it. It was a lot of stuff that I had been aware of, but didn't didn't really have the opportunity to practice it because I, I was like, it's going to be different if I tell my partner to do it. But if we go to a class and he's instructed, then he'll be like, oh, I guess I have to. He doesn't actually talk like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and it was like it was a lot of like initiating breathing techniques and like breathing through the energetic channel of like breathing from your your genitals all the way up to your crown and then exhaling from your crown all the way down the front of your body back to your genitals so it's like this cyclical loop which is really fun because i promise you if you like sit and breathe like that you will start feeling the tingles yeah, before we started, Lindsay gave us some some breathing tips. We love all breathing tips. Mm-hmm. Breathing tips are the best. They're the best. But yeah. We'll be trying this one. Do it. <laughs> Breathe from your pussy. Just do it. Uh, yeah, but it was great. It was super fun. And uh, we ended the class with me sitting on him with our foreheads connected and doing toning, which was amazing. So toning is essentially when you're kind of making – a sound just to sound like any whether it's humming or like an uh anything that has and carries that vibration that feels good for you it's great are you guys alone in this workshop no okay that's what i'm envisioning is it is it you and your husband with an instructor or is there couples so there's couples there was four couples and the instructor what a lot of trust. I just feel like there'd have to be so much trust in this moment. I would die. I couldn't do it. I feel like you'd be into that, Sarah. Absolutely not. But you're more in touch with like the woo, spirit, 
What gives me spiritual? <laughs> well, it is yeah. okay. It is Mercury retrograde, yeah. so and that we're drinking blue lobster and that that fucks up uh, your communication. So the ability to communicate. It's also why technology doesn't work very well when it's Mercury retrograde. Oh, so this is all I making don't know sense, any Mark. Of this stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like I'm outing myself as a big time like weirdo right now. No, I love I'm it. Okay I love your that. tattoos too. Like no, it. we love things like this, and I and I'm with you. I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about Mercury retrograde, right? But I feel crazy today. Yeah. So I'm so I'm like, okay, this Just explains trust that's it. Why. <laughs> I'm trusting that's why. But to Ashley's point, like that seems incredibly intimate to be with all mm. these other people mm. around you. But it's also probably a really nice bonding experience for you mm. and your partner to like sit in that together with all these other people yeah. next to you and you respect each other in that way. And I think to your point, it makes that kind of sensuality and intimacy normal for sure and it also like the thing that i really liked that was interesting is it gives you an opportunity to play with your capacity to create a container so there are options like there's an option energetically like you can create a container where it's almost like everything outside of your field of energy just disappears yeah Hmm. so that's that's kind of what it was like i i had the option of i could choose to like dip into other people's energy and like see what's going on around me but then I could also just choose to ignore all of that and be really present with my partner. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. Ashley, could you do it? No. Not right now. Maybe I'll change. Right. But I feel like today. But I like that you do. How do your friends, family now respond to you guys having this platform to talk about sex and kind of normalize this conversation? I'm sure. Or your other mom friends. Like, is there judgment? My mom and sister are planning to come to our live show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's... it's uh, I for for me and my family, I'll talk about family because my friends are all like fuck yeah, Sarah. Like they're always, always they're not surprised to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've always been very outgoing and outspoken, but my family. I remember my mom and dad were staying the night, the day before we released our first episode. <laughs> oh my god! And Did you sleep? <laughs> and so we were sitting in the front room, and I I think my husband was sitting next to me. Yeah, he was, and. We were just we were watching something and and uh, I say to my mom and dad I was like so the first episode is coming out tomorrow I'm really excited and they're like oh it's uh, oh okay yeah well what what's it about uh, honey remind <laughs> us again I was like well you know it's all about like pussy power and sexuality and pleasure and my mom as soon as I said I said pussy she's like oh God why do you have to say that word and I'm like mom like what is so wrong with it and then my dad who's sitting on the other side of me he's like. My mom's name is Inez. He's like, yeah, Inez, what's wrong with the word pussy? And my dad is like a good Christian. Like he's oh also God. he's also a hippie at heart. Like he smokes weed. But in that moment, I looked, I was just like, fuck yeah, dad. That's right. Yes. What's wrong with the word pussy? And now my mom and dad are just like so supportive. And every time I call them up, I'm like, we did this. We interviewed this. We talked about this. They're like, we're so proud of you. That's this really is amazing. Nice. You're changing the conversation. You're changing the narrative. Like I've heard... My friends talk about you and you're opening up so many new conversations that a lot of people are afraid to have. And that's exactly what I've always wanted Mm. to do. And I'm so fucking happy that we are doing it now. And it's it's amazing to see the effect that it's having in our relationships and our friends, even as mothers, like with the relationship that we're having with our kids, it's it's affecting everything. And and. 
there's been negative and there's been positive. You know, there's been a lot of uncomfortable conversations that me and my partner have had, mm. uncomfortable conversations I've had with my kids, uncomfortable conversations I've had with my sister. But it's, you know, I think these conversations have needed to happen for a really long time. And I'm, I'm really happy of where it's going and how we are spreading Talking the word about. pussy all over <laughs> oh Halifax. <laughs> um, everyone must have been so proud and excited when you guys had Cynthia Loist on. I'm a huge fan of the social. Yeah. Sarah knows that, so yes. she's such a queen. <laughs> I love her. And I was listening to that episode, and I really loved, and this kind of goes to what you are just saying, um, like your conversation with a partner and, how, and your partners and how that's changed a lot in your yeah. relationships, even just talking about being monogamous or, or not being monogamous and how for you both has that kind of helped or benefited your relationships? Oh my God. Uh, it's, it's funny. So it's like my kind of backtracking for a minute. I've had a complete different experience than Sarah. Like I grew up with a minister for a father and a mom for a teacher. So we have a very hard boundary line around the podcast where it's like, Oh really? It's, yeah. It's only referred to as the podcast or my business where I can't actually talk about what it is that I do with them because it's, it's, it's triggering for them and it just, it, it causes a fight. So it's, it's hard where it's like, I, they can't be proud of what I'm doing because they don't. Yeah. yeah. So they don't, they don't, understand they don't fully understand and they don't necessarily agree with, with the extremity of the views that i have mm. so or maybe just the public side of the views right yeah so it's like they it's been really nice where even though it's not for them they're still being respectful of that this is my choice and this is what i get to do so it's it's a little bit of a dance sometimes and like how can i share that i have this really exciting thing like cynthia lois being on the show where I don't give any sort of like expletives about what we were specifically talking about. So it's like, yeah, you can kind of have a moment of being proud of me, but not pushing your boundary or, or going into a space that you're not comfortable with. So it's like, it's really interesting where it, it, it can definitely start and ignite conversations if people yeah. are open and ready for it. But some people are just not. And, and it's been a good tester for like having hard boundaries. As far as, like, how it's changed or, like, caused my relationship anyway to evolve, I feel I feel like in doing the show, some it's like a switch went off for my partner. Like, I, I've been doing a lot of personal growth work for over a decade now, um, been heavily involved in my kind of self-love journey, and um, for a really long time, it was really frustrating to me that my partner was not in a space of actively growing. Like, it pissed me off for a while there. And there was a lot of having to learn to just surrender and be like, okay, well, I'm going to love you where you are, and you're going to love me, like, where I am and as as I'm growing. And I don't know what it was, but for some reason in doing the show, he got so incredibly involved and interested in what it was we were doing. And I think part of that is, A, podcasts is a medium that he's super interested in any, anyway. He listened to podcasts well before I did. And so he was genuinely interested in the medium. And then also he's kind of a part of the conversation, whether he's actively there or not. Yeah. Right? So it's like I'm coming home and and I'm like, oh, babe, I have this toy that we have to try that Venus Envy gifted us. So are you game to try it? Or I have um, – 
this this workshop that I want to go to, and it's also kind of part of the podcast. Are you cool? Oh, hey, babe, I want to talk about this thing that we did in the bedroom the other night. Is that like cool beans for you? And he's like, yeah, okay, this is great. So it's like it's it stretched him in his introverted ways. Like he's very much an introvert where I'm the extrovert. No surprise there. And and so it's been it's been really, really cool to see him finally be in a space where he's hungry to grow along with me. Um, and it's like doing it through our sexuality has been like the ticket for it to kind of start peppering into everything that he's doing, which is really cool. That's so crazy because that that is like was one of my biggest questions for you guys is kind of how did your partners react to this when you're going to be sharing parts of like your sex life and things like that publicly and and Sarah you can tell us about your experience too because it seems like it may be slightly different than Lindsay's um I don't know what Jeff was like in the beginning but I remember before we started momgasm all I sat down with Ollie and he's like okay wait I remember this so so what are you gonna talk about and I was like well we're gonna talk about sex like yeah but like what like, how how are you talking about sex? I was like, well, like, I'm not going to share, you know, how all about your anus or, like, your dick size. Or, like, I'm not going to talk about that stuff. But I'm like, I am going to talk about sensuality and what we're sharing and, like, what we're giving to each other and what we're, we're struggling with. And it definitely was a little bit of, like, a learning curve for him of, you know, trusting, you know, because he's – He's English, so he's very conservative in a lot of ways. Like his mom and dad, it's very awkward when they ask me how the podcast is going because they are the most like conservative English people you can think of. So like, oh, Sarah, uh, how's the how's the podcast going lately? I'm like, well, you know, uh, we talked about uh, butt stuff the other day, and it's like, you know, where do I go from there? But Ollie has been dying inside listening to this. I could never do this. I would die. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's, it's, you know, we, it is uncomfortable. It totally is uncomfortable. And don't get me wrong. Unless you're me. Unless, yeah, unless you're you, you're, you, you are comfortable, I think. With everything. With everything. But there's definitely been moments when we're recording and I've like, I'm kind of in my head thinking, holy fuck, like, I don't know if I can talk about this. Like, this is really uncomfortable. Like, this is hitting, like, a really tender spot inside of me. And so it, it's pushing the boundaries inside of me, but it's in every way that I need to push my boundaries mm-hmm. and the ways that I have been afraid to push my boundaries. And it's doing the same for my husband, you know, coming from such a conservative lifestyle, living in England and coming here. Oh like, God. I remember when he first met me, we've been together since high school. And when he first met me, he had just moved to England. And I used to swear like a fucking sailor back in the day. And I remember when I went over to his house and met his parents for the first time. And, and the only thing that he told me not to do was to watch my swearing. He's like, you, you, like, you can't, you just, you can't swear that much, Sarah. And so over the years, like, he's gone from, like, not liking me swearing, not liking me smoke weed, not wanting me to get tattoos, like, you know, just being so conservative to being so open now. And now he's getting upset if his parents are uncomfortable talking about sex. Now, like, he's bringing it up and making them feel uncomfortable. And it's just, it's such an amazing journey to see him changing as well. And I think we can both say that for our partners that 
along this this journey of mongasm, we have changed immensely and we have challenged so many things that have made us feel uncomfortable. Mm. We've been we've been there for each other in a lot of healing uh, journeys and healing oh, yeah. experiences. But our partners are doing it too. And it's it's amazing yeah. to see that. And it's how momgasm is is getting to the core of ourselves because sexuality is a part of our personal identity mm. and we don't talk about it enough. We don't share enough. We don't explore it and celebrate it enough. And it's by having these conversations weekly with each other, you know, it's reminding me how, how important it is to keep up these conversations, not only with myself and with you, but with my husband and with mm. my kids and with my family and friends. Yeah. It's so, so vital. Mm. Oh my God, I'm feeling inspired. Like I'm going to have to go listen to this every single day. <laughs> Just like it super opened up to you out. Well, it's like there's there's something that I talk about a lot, which is like watch out, world. The the theory of like desensitizing yourself through exposure. Like the more the more that you see something, and it kind of goes back to that like weathered bodies idea. The more that you see something, the more that you hear something, the more that you're exposed to it. The more that those kind of like alarm bells or that discomfort starts to settle down. Settle down a little bit. Speaking of discomfort, and now talking about sex, well, with your in-laws or your parents, maybe not yours right now, but how do you guys even deal, how will you approach sex with your children? I'm just trying to think like uncomfortable situations Mm. and exposing them in the right way. It's already on the table. I was going to say, it's it's definitely already something that we're openly talking about. And Um, how old are your kids? So I have a a four-year-old and a 19-month-old. And 19 month old is yeah not ready for it. Well, uh, yes and no. Yeah, kind of. What? Because I mean, she's she is going to be the one that wakes up in the middle of the night while we're actively fucking. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 around. Like it's the biggest thing that I think we're doing is we're not hiding anything. We're not like fucking with the door wide open. But I have a bed at the foot foot of our bed, so a mattress on the floor, and that's where our 19 month old sleeps right now. So I mean, like we're fucking, and she's in the in the bedroom. She could obviously wake up. Things can happen. But the other day, they always see, for example, they always see my period blood. Like the door to the bathroom is always open. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, although that's not specifically sex related, it is involved in the conversation. Yeah. It's a part of the conversation. So that from like day one, from the time that they can wander into the bathroom while I'm in there, they're they're seeing my blood and they're talking about my blood and they're asking about my blood. Like the Fallon the other day, I'm on my I'm on like the last day of my period and she came into the bathroom and she looked and she was like, Oh, owie <laughs> Owie mummy and I was like, No, no, it's fine. Like this is this is good. This happens once a month. And then they just kind of go about their way and it's like the way that we approach things is we only answer their the question that they ask Mm -hmm. and this is a good tip that like cat nance gave us where it's like answer the question that they have don't give them more Mm -hmm. until they ask for it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if we get really comfortable in a space of just honestly answering whatever question comes our way then it's it's fine it's not it's not this big scary thing and it's just gradually being unpacked as they're ready for it and the thing is to remember Mm -hmm. is like Sex is not a one-time conversation you have with your teenager. Mm-hmm. Sex is an ongoing conversation you have with your child from when they're very young to when they are out on their own and they don't want to talk to you about it anymore. Yeah. But it starts with boundaries. And that's something that I don't think 
a lot of parents, my parents never talked to me about, but I'm understanding that that is a conversation that needs to happen very early on is boundaries, yeah. boundaries, uh, consent, you know, it consent doesn't relate to just the bedroom. Consent oh relates to every part of your life. And if you get that, your kids understanding that at such a young age, it helps, you know, the conversation, whatever, wherever the conversation is going to bloom and start and fall and rise, it helps to have that base there to let your kids know that there are boundaries. People, you have to respect other people's boundaries. Also that you have bodily autonomy. Exactly. Yeah. My cousin actually told me, she's a teacher, and she told me the other day that she had a conversation about consent with her sixth grade class because they yeah. were hugging like this other kid and he was uncomfortable but like couldn't express that to his yeah. classmates yeah. and so she was teaching them about consent and she thought you know didn't think this was going to happen when they're 12 but right. it's an important conversation it, it is that way. it is and and so my son henry he'll be four in march and the other day uh we, i think we were down in the basement and I gave him a hug, and he, I guess he didn't want it. And I think it was maybe like five minutes later, he came over to me. He's like, Mommy, I need to talk to you. I was like, okay, bud, what's going on? He's like, I need to share my feelings. Because we talk a lot about feelings. My husband is a very emotional man, so am I. So feelings are like the top thing that we always talk about. But he's like, you didn't respect my boundaries. I was like, oh, oh my God, my baby. And it's also the moment you're like, right? And he's like, I didn't want to hug. You should have asked. I was like, oh my God. Like at the same time, I'm like, I'm so fucking proud of you right now. But it's, you know, these, yes, sex is an ongoing conversation. That's what we need to understand. It starts at a young age and it just continues. And I think it's also, I think it's also important. Like when you stop isolating sex from your life, like when it's just interwoven into everything, it, it's easier to talk about because mm-hmm. it's kind of always on the table. Yeah, I think that's where I really struggle is because in my work professionally, it's not like it's in a small community, like we're in the startup space, fairly public within that community. That is just not a part of my life that I want shared because it's also like a male-dominated industry, mm. like, like s- such a wide variety of people you end up working with. And like... And it, there's not a lot of women there. So, like, the last thing I want to be – it's so weird, but the last thing I want to be viewed as almost – and this is super fucked up – is, like, a sexual being. Right. Because it, there's, like, you're in rooms where you're the only woman, and you're literally in a room just with men. And, like, I'm a fairly attractive person, like, not in a weird way, but I'm confident about my looks and how mm. I feel in my body. But, like, that's not how I want to be viewed at all. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've worked so hard to separate mm. those things that that's why I think I find it, that's like, hard. Mm-hmm. jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the, I, so I, I've definitely found myself in those situations of being in a, in a room full of people and, like, in a professional setting. And the podcast has come up, and especially men. And as soon as the podcast has come up, how they have now – they were treating me has changed before they were like very respectful and like shaking my hand and it was all business. And then once they found out about that, they do the whole look up and down and really? then they get a little bit more looser. Yeah. It totally changes. So I've, I've experienced it twice. And in those moments, I have definitely felt uncomfortable, but in those moments I just stand a little bit taller and I'm like, 
do not let their perception of you diminish how confident and empowered you are. Your mm. sexuality is not something to be ashamed of. And of course, if they come on to me, if there's any kind of inappropriateness, I'll, I'll just fucking down. just like start fucking dropping elbows. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> throw no. down. <laughs> no, throw down. No, no. But it, it's, it is a fine line because, you know, sexism, it's very rampant. Very, very mm. rampant. And it, it's, it's hard to know... Where to draw the line? Where do you yourself draw the line and where you are comfortable? You know, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate matter. It's a mm. dance that I find that I'm always kind of like understanding and coming to grasp with. It's, it's definitely a, a difficult one. It's interesting because like the, what you just brought up is kind of what my partner was worried about mm. where he was like oh you're putting me in a very public vulnerable place mm. and i work with very important people in the city and i don't know how that's gonna go with them so that was kind of a, the one his one point of concern initially because mm-hmm. his offices are pretty small and um their client their clientele is is pretty conservative for the most part Um, but for some reason he's kind of gotten over that and he's not, he's not worried about it anymore. And he kind of just revels in the fact that he gets to kind of share his like man sexiness via the (laughs) podcast. I don't know. It's like a big turn on for him, which I'm really loving. (laughs) But what's really interesting is that workshop that we went to, one of his clients was there. No way. I would die. It was amazing. Just kill me now. But it was amazing because I'm like, well, if they're here, why wouldn't you be here? Like, why why is it weird for you to be here but not them? Mm-hmm. We're all human. Right? I would die. I think that's a good point, though, whether it's someone you work with mm-hmm. in those situations or what if I was there and you were there with your partner? Like, it could Yeah, happen. I'm okay if you're there. You're my best friend. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it would be unexpected. You know what right. I mean? That would just be another layer of something in my head I would be worrying about. You would have bought me a ticket when you bought yours. We'll go together. Well, you guys, I was going to say, you guys could have actually done it together. You, it didn't have to be, like, your actual partner. Like, you could have done the workshop together. <laughs> um, um, we're, we're on, like, another level with our friendship, but I think that we're, we're not on that level. I don't know, Ash. We could bring it there. Oh, I really wrong. want you guys to go do this now. <laughs> And so how is going into um, a work environment – yeah, going into a work environment after that would not be good. Yeah, so how was his interaction with the client after? Like how – so, or how did he feel about that, So I, I don't – I mean, they, I don't think they're actively doing work with them right now. I think okay. they just finished a contract with them. But it was interesting because he was like, oh, that caught me off guard initially. And then I just kind of thought about it where I was like, oh, well, if he's here too – why is that weird for me? Yeah. I think, but that's where I like feel like it's just different for guys than it is for girls for well, some reason. It I, it I, I agree with you that it should not be, but I'm not sure that I agree that we're there in society. Yeah. I think it's just a context thing too. You know what I mean? Like, you ever see people at the gym and then you see them outside at the grocery store or out? out of the context and you're just like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's the person I see at the gym. So yeah. I feel like that is next level of out of context but now that it's kind of sinking in a bit for me i'm like ah, that'd be funny i'd be dying laughing (laughs) right (laughs) i think i think for me too like for 
my kind of view is like I pull so much of my power from my sexuality mm-hmm. and from my yeah. sexual identity. Like the more connected I am to my pussy and to my partner, like the more the taller I stand in the yeah. world and like the louder my voice is and, yeah. and the more I show up in the world. So it's 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 like when you can get to a place where you feel really comfortable and confident in that, nobody can fuck with you. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to say to me? If you know that I'm a person who also fucks and is happy and had like having great pleasure in sex, like what what the fuck are you going to do? I'm liking you talking about this more. It's making me feel better. I don't know that I'm necessarily. I don't know, but I'm I'm enjoying listening to you talk. About it. I'm like, this makes sense. Okay, I can get on board with these things. I'm taking micro steps over here. It's great. Well, it's micro like, steps are great. Pleasure is so unbelievably empowering, and women, the clitoris is only designed for pleasure. Like, we, we men do not have an organ that is just designed for pleasure. The, that is the clitoris's only function. And so when you understand that women are wired for pleasure, for sensuality, it's like, why are we so ashamed to tap into that? Mm. Why are we so ashamed to feel that, to explore it and to, to showcase it. it, to embody it? Yes, exactly. Why is that a bad thing? Because honestly, when I am when I am experiencing a lot of pleasure and then I go out like, Oh uh, man. Holy shit. Like there was <laughs> do tell. I'm going to tell us more. I'm going to share something and I'm I don't know I don't know if I've told you oh! this. Um I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be passed out on the floor. Caught <laughs> off the press. So I don't think it's I, – I, I think you know that before we do a live show, I will usually masturbate. To oh, like, for sure. Yeah, and now you do it too, right? Um, or sometimes I reserve it to after. Okay. So it's just to get the juices flowing, yeah. to feel more pleasure, to get the confidence up there. <gasps> we should do that pussy breathing before the next show. Done. So – I was reading in this book. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We have like a whole religion around pussy. But there's this amazing book called Pussy by um, Regina Thomas Hauer. I think that's her last name, Thomas Hauer. And in the book, she, it's, it's all about pussy and how to feel more pleasure. And in there, she, she asks the women who go to her school. It's the School of Womanly Arts. And she wants to do an experiment. And she says to them, before you go to your next business meeting or the next thing where you have to show up with confidence, you have to give your elevator pitch or whatever. She's like, I want you to masturbate and I want you to take your finger. I want you to put it inside your pussy. And then I want you to dab it behind your ears <gasps> like perfume. She's like, and then I want you to tell me what happens after that business meeting. And every single woman afterwards reported having successful outcomes. Why? I re- Why? Because for whatever reason, when you could smell your own pheromones or whatever it was, it empowered them in their pleasure. It gave them the confidence to feel like they were unstoppable. So I was reading this. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, well, I'm going to fucking try it then. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Just dab, dab the pussy juice. Our first live show. <laughs> I'm going to die. And <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> it was for the it was for the Halifax pop explosion. And there was... It I was totally only, didn't know you did that. Yeah, I totally did it. And it was only like a five, ten minute set. Like it was a really quick set. But it was the first time we were going on stage. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And I was, I was pretty fucking nervous. So I remembered what Regina said. I was like, all right, I'm going to try oh, it. Oh, Mama Gina. So I did it. I put it behind my ear and I walked in there. So and that's what I smelled? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. <laughs> Just kidding. And honestly, knowing that I had done that, that I had put my own scent on me for whatever reason, gave me this like 
unbelievable swagger. Like I walked in there like I fucking own the place. I was like, yeah, I I know what I'm capable of. I know what my body can do. I know what I can do. And I'm wearing it. I'm literally wearing that pheromone on me to go on stage. Instead of wearing your heart on your sleeve, you're wearing I your wore pussy, pussy on your neck. I wore my pussy on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> And but, um, I, love I think it's like I think it's a placebo effect, like for fucking sure. Maybe we'll have to try it, Sarah, and just see if this is a real thing. Okay, I'm just getting comfortable talking about next this. Uh, next tell, interview. You don't have to tell anyone. But that's the thing. That's it's the thing. Private. And, it, and it's like it's like if you if you had sex with your partner, just leave right now, Sarah, and come back. <laughs> BRB friends. I love making Sarah uncomfortable. <laughs> this never happens. This is the yeah, only right. thing. And I knew that I was going to be up. Oh, I love Mark's this. dying <laughs> laughing. Someone kill me. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you if you had sex with your partner and no one knew about it, and like, yeah. it, you know how it gives you like that that like I don't know. You can just feel it that fire inside of you. That's exactly what what it was like, and that's become a ritual now. Every time that we have to do something big. I will, like, before I leave, I'll masturbate. So don't nuzzle your neck at our next live show, <laughs> yeah. is what you're telling me. Great. Oh, you can. Whatever. Oh. And I'm like... <laughs> Sniff. It's oh like, is God. your scent different than mine? <laughs> we have seen each other naked so many oh, times. So many times. So it's not a big our deal. Our last photo shoot was naked. That's great. Before we play our game, our Ooh, favorite games. time of the episode, yes. which we should have brought an X-rated back, maybe, I just want to kind of unpack why sex is a chore for people or some oh, people especially yeah. from i i know you guys talk about that but kind of scheduling it in or feeling mm. like they have to do it like how do you guys kind of how do you guys think about that i feel like there's there's two schools of thoughts that i personally have on this anyway where some people actually do benefit from from scheduling not necessarily sex but scheduling pleasure and intimacy so I'm definitely somebody who believes that like you should never feel pressured to perform or have sex with somebody if you're not interested in having sex with somebody. That being said, I also firmly believe that you should prioritize your connection and pleasure with your partner. So especially when you are entering into the world of parenting and there's kids in the mix or you've got busy jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're all fucking busy. You need to prioritize your pleasure and your connection. So it's it's kind of for me anyway, I think of it as like a ritual. Mm. So I think of my self-pleasure as a ritual and I think of the pleasure and connection that I have with my partner as a ritual. And in that, in that sense, I'm prioritizing it. I'm making it um, happen because I know that I show up completely differently and my partner will show up completely differently if we're making that time for that connection. And we notice a big difference if we have a period of time or an elongated period of time where we're not mm. prioritizing that connection. So scheduling sex I'm not for because that can feel very like, oh, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. But scheduling or making a specific like date night or uh, like every Thursday we take two hours to be with each other and soak up each other's connection. And on Monday nights I have a self-pleasure session, mm -hmm. something like that. That's awesome. 
my Thursday nights or our date nights or whatever it is, it doesn't mean sex every time. Mm. It doesn't have to mean that it's going to go there. If I'm, if we're like sitting with each other, if we're being naked with each other, if we're touching, if we're um, massaging each other or whatever, maybe we're doing tantra practices together. If we're feeling it and we both want to end up going there, great. But if we're not, or one of us isn't, it doesn't have to. We can still Mm. connect. We can still be with each other without having to have sex and still benefit. I like that. That's nice. Thanks. What do you think, Sarah? <laughs> She's still dumbfounded. She's like, you lost me. No, I, th- I think that's fantastic. I don't have a particular opinion on this, mostly because I'm not in like a long-term relationship right now, so that's not mm. really a scheduling things in. But you're in a long-term relationship with yourself. Yes. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Great. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Just like, I'll die. <laughs> we can talk about that after, so. <laughs> Oh, I hope I get hit by a car on the way home. (laughs) Stop. All right. Let's play our favorite, favorite game ever in the entire world. Sarah, I'm not doing your part. This is your part of the show. Come back to I think she needs a minute. (laughs) Ashley, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) I'm like, now I just want to be an asshole. I'm like, so how's your self-pleasure practice? (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to go That good. Ah, life. Now we're going to play Westygrams in the most upset version we've ever played. I'm just joking. No, Westygrams. It's a made-up game. Oh, fun. We're very excited about it. My friend made it up. We've stolen it. We're very proud of that Well done. Um, And so basically, we're still in the digital version. I think this is going to be the last episode on the digital version. I'm just going to put it out there. But typically, there's cards, and you see really cute pictures of Westies, and on the other side are very random questions. It's going to be (laughs) right up both of your alleys. I love it. (laughs) Probably a a little too tame for you, actually. (laughs) So in this version, you pick a number between 1 and 75, and we'll ask you a question. And we'll go around in a circle, and we'll Well, all do it. 69. I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever picked 69, so I can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> We've definitely done this. If you could, if you could, what movie would you change the ending to? Oh my god, I know my answer. Do it. Fucking Titanic. That's I what I said. Titanic. Okay. You actually did say this. Right? Okay, but what would you change it to? Um, maybe she shares the fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> That shit was big enough for Selfish. both of them. <laughs> that is very true. Just saying. Sarah, do you have an answer? That was good. No, I'll, I'll go with Titanic. <laughs> I, I thought of Titanic. I thought of Titanic and I thought of Inception. Do you oh. guys remember the end of Inception where it just keeps spinning and spinning and you, like, you, know, you don't know? I want to know. You want, you want the that. answer. You want a oh, concrete fuck. answer. It's like it's still there. And it's like, God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I like the answers too. I'm with you. Hmm. Right? Lindsay, what number would you like? Oh, 13. See what we got. <laughs> Would you rather someone have smelly feet or smelly breath? Oh, feet for sure. Because I don't have to smell those. That's true. Keep yeah, the definitely on. feet. Yeah, keep the socks on. Yeah, yeah. What about in the summer though? Whatever. They're so far away from my face. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what if they smell so strong that you can like, like if Sarah's feet stunk, I could smell them from I, here. I grew up with okay, like Ashley. You, they don't just hit me when I'm down. I grew up with, <laughs> with a family with like really smelly feet. Like my my sister. Sorry, Christy. Oh, did you really just call I did. Out your sister? I did. Oh. My sister and my dad had like really fucking chronically smelly feet. So I think <laughs> I think I'm just used to this smell of like gross feet that it doesn't phase me in the same way and also like there's distance exactly but when I you're feel talking like you can pop a mint in or something to like hey do you yeah, want a gum and give it to someone but, not, uh, yeah. but what if you have to kiss that person and no, they forgot no. the gum and you can taste it i don't kiss jeff if he has stinky breath. which okay and he gets very upset about it this is funny because like both both my jeff and i have like all the time chronically disgusting breath in the morning yet we still make out Oh man! I just I'm like I'm. No. I feel like there's something magic that can happen when you like accept each other's stench. <laughs> Sarah and I are talking very closely tonight, I'm and okay I'm paranoid that my breath stinks now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think your breath stinks. Does mm. mine? Oh God. No. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, it's your turn. What number do you want? Someone just. <laughs> <laughs> I want something good. Uh, Twenty nine. <laughs> Just like my age. <laughs> Just the wink. We love the we love a wink. Ashley, what is a sexy name? What is a sexy name? Like my sexy name or just a sexy name? Oh, I don't know. This is uh, however you like interpret it. Lola? Ooh. I think Lola's very sexy. I like Lola. That was I a like good her. one. I like that. Yeah. Wouldn't it come up with that one? What's what's a sexy name for a guy? Jake, uh, Andre. Oh. I would fuck a Jake. Roberto. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't fuck a Roberto. <laughs> I would. No, I would. What's a sexy name for you guys? Tell me. Sexy dude name. I said Andre. Andre? Yeah. Oh no. Ugh. It really depends who you know. But it, yeah. See, like, I do know an Andre. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Frederico. <laughs> okay. No. Frederico. You don't think so? Italian? Oh, so good. I mean, I'm open to the the Italians, but not Frederico. That's a lot. I don't want to prefer Andreas. So I think I I don't want to scream that while I'm fucking somebody. Like that doesn't. That's that's too hard to get out. I feel like you're not going to say the whole thing, are you? No. What was your Greek boyfriend's name? Uh, Chris. Oh, Christos. Christos. Yeah, I do like Christos. I like that name. Yeah, that one's good. Mm. Uh, what is your most recent Google search? That's mine. Oh fuck! I know. I would never is want it something this to come. sexual. No, it's now? okay. Thank God. Were you, were you doing fuck. research before? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I was Google something now, quick. Fuck. I know. Mine was actually um, Roger Taylor from Queen is who I was searching because oh, nice. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend and then of course I've been like in nothing but a spiral of researching every single person. <laughs> oh my god, mine's really funny. Tell me, what's That's yours? Really uh, I was googling a quote to make sure that it wasn't, it didn't exist and ass- assholes are the pleasure pleasure equalizer. <laughs> That's what I fucking googled. That's amazing. That's what I googled. That one's way better. Mine's <laughs> really lame. Tell Mine me. was the hours at the park lane. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Because I went to the gym and it's a holiday today. I know, I'm embarrassed. I know, but you know what? Mine was Roger Taylor and then the one right before it was how to make breakfast crepes. I'm surprised it wasn't the, the, the baseball scandal. Oh, no, I looked up the Astros last night and I was so pissed off about it when I was reading it this morning that I, that I just closed the entire search window. I was too angry. 
Sarah, what was yours? You want to share? I think mine from today was who were the actors in the movie? Fuck, what was it? Oh, A Bug's Life. Oh, yeah, A Bug's Life. I Googled A Bug's Life. (laughs) Yeah, we watched that today with my sons. It came out in 1998. I fucking loved that movie when I was a kid. I did too. Kevin Spacey was in it. It's not as good when you're a grown up, though. No, it's not. And Kevin Spacey isn't as good anymore either. I just, yeah, he's also a little problematic. Really disappointing. So yeah, ended that on a real bad note. No, no. <laughs> That's not how we end this. So we're just going to do a third whirl here for you two. We're going to answer one last Westagram to keep to, to bump us up. Lift us up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. My asshole Google search is pretty <laughs> I know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. If they could talk, would you rather have a conversation with a cat or a dog? Something oh, cat. Serious. Fucking cats. cat for sure. Really? Cat. cat for yeah. Sure. Cat. I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like cats have a lot more fuckery to share. Ooh. They'd be more sassy. Yeah. I feel like it would be more entertaining. A dog would just be like, oh my God, I love you. Oh my God, everything's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> like, I feel like a cat would sit down and smoke a cigarette with you and <laughs> like drink whiskey. <laughs> yeah. And like literally like talk about philosophy and the deep meaning of life and like so your cat lives. is Ollie? Well, my cat's name is Socrates, so it's like that whole kind of persona I imbue onto Socrates. And he's also an asshole, so Mm. there's that. I love that. Yeah. Guys, this has been a very... Stressful conversation for me. If I'm very emotionally drained, should we I'm, check in with you right no, now? Like, are you okay? No one check in with me. <laughs> Not for a she week. She didn't have enough sleep last night. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just joking. We're out. I did have enough sleep last night. No, Good. I didn't. Um, no, this has been an awesome conversation. Here's what I'm taking away from it. Ashley, you and I are now going to have a conversation about sex once a week. With our friends, maybe, yes. because I, I, I feel like that's important. A little Absolutely. circle. Circle yeah. of trust. The girls. Katie? I won't tell you too much about Jeff, though. Well, well, one thing that you can do well, that I find... Well, a different name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. scenario. Yeah. But you can also like, call him Bobby. <laughs> so a way around this that is fun okay. is you can also, like, keep it based on your experience. So you don't have to bring your partner into it. Yeah. Right? So it's like mm. I'm just talking about like my experience and like the pleasure that I received or like what squirting was like for me or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have to be like my partner's big old dick. <laughs> like I don't have to I go don't there. I feel like I was going to start there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> where that. would you start but I'm like where would the ideas. conversation start for you I'm going to be honest with you I have no idea at this moment <laughs> as soon as these mics turn off Sarah will start are you kidding me do you we'll I make to go you start no, I'm just kidding <laughs> like at least a week. she needs to so smoke a drink like hide this. under the table just rocking you're not having this conversation until at least next Monday but she'll meditate and maybe something will come to her <laughs> do some pussy breaths pussy yeah. breaths I will do that that yeah. I'm going to start tonight probably start there and, and then, then we'll start better. The, the sex conversations next week. At your dinner party. I want a fucking update on <laughs> oh this. Oh my God, no. We're having a dinner party Saturday. I'm not talking about sex there. Yes. Oh, we could put in some sexual Westygrams into the pack. Yeah. There you go. Should. There you go. Could be the icebreaker. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We'll have to get some good questions from you guys to ask. Ooh, but yeah. thank you guys. It's been inspiring. You guys are inspiring to open up this dialogue for everyone. Not for Sarah. Right now. No, I'm glad that we're going through this because I'm, you can see me, my like hands over my face. But you'll be okay. No, I think this is important because you, you know, you got to open up as a sexual being. I think I'm just a very, I'm a very private person. I'm also very conservative, mm. which I don't think is what people think about me, but I am. Um, I mean, not like publicly, I'm very conservative, but yeah, I think this is great. I'm glad we had this conversation because now I'm going to have these uncomfortable conversations and become much more comfortable with sex and sexuality. Perfect. You say it so perfectly. I remember like the way you describe your Instagram, you say, I put myself, I'm really loud and I put myself out there so that you can take baby steps. Yeah. And I feel like that's a perfect description of kind of like what we do about sexuality and motherhood and pleasure. We're really loud and out there and we tell the crazy stories like you, Sarah, can take baby steps. Yeah. Yeah, People don't have to go as over the top or or dive in head first. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely not. Just take baby steps, right? Like do whatever you feel safe doing, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But we'll have the crazy out there conversations that you're like, whoa, what the fuck? That actually happens? People actually put their pussy juice behind their ears? What? (laughs) Why is that a thing? And then that will hopefully spur you to go and research. Yeah, I'm going to host a dinner party where we talk about sex. Great. Like maybe, maybe, Maybe Can we for come? You, the next yeah. step is just like smell <laughs> your fingers. We'll bring some toys. We'll do a demo. <laughs> that will be really a- dive in. Oh my god! <laughs> we no, it is an important. It is an important conversation. So thank you both so much. Where can people find you? For having us. Uh, you did the butt plug. The butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I love. <laughs> Plug away, ladies. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I was really, I don't know why I wasn't ready for that, but I really wasn't. So, of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, also on Spotify, and then you can get connected to us through Instagram at Momgasm Podcast. That's kind of the best the best place to come and hang out and, and find out what we're up to. Um, or you can join our free Facebook community called the Momgasm Den, where we like get into more in-depth into the conversations we have on the episodes, mm. and we really share a lot in there, and it's an amazing place to get started if you are curious about sexuality and mm. pleasure. You guys are like the new sex with Sue. <laughs> Like, jump in there and, and I'm loving it. ask some questions. Yeah. Yeah, or be a fly that. on the wall. It's really fun to yeah. be a fly on the wall Maybe there, we'll too. Join I'm, I'm like, going to join just to yes, get some dinner that party would be questions. Good. Yes. And to desensitize myself, obviously. Uh, also, you guys have the best Instagram. Like, we were going through it today. But it is truly one of the only ones where visuals come up and I stop scrolling because, as you I could like, imagine. flower. And Sarah's like, I can't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, where I have, like, this is too much for me, which I think is great. I think that's a great response. It's good for me. It's super colorful. Anything that I'm, like, slightly uncomfortable with, I'm like, okay, I need to, like, expose myself more to this. We're pretty good for that. So thank you. You're welcome. Welcome, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, all. It's Sarah. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, please subscribe and leave us a review. We would love that. And if you're feeling super generous, you can also share this episode with a friend. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at rivalandqueen at gmail.com and definitely chat with us through social. We're at Rival and Queen. All right, that's it. We love you guys. Thanks.